Welcome to Washington in Focus. I'm your host, Washington State Editor Brett Davis for the Center Square. Joining me today is the Center Square's Eastern Washington reporter, Timothy Schumann. I should explain that uh, Tim is feeling a little bit under the weather today. I think your throat is on fire, if that is correct. I did not get the best sleep last night. We'll go with that. All right. And uh, speaking of fires, you've written a lot about the uh, fires in Spokane County this summer, but it looks like uh, Spokane County might not be getting as much federal aid as anticipated regarding those recent wildfires. Can you explain why that is the case? Yeah. So uh, in a Spokane County Board of Commissioners briefing earlier this week, uh, what happened is essentially the state authorities who have been tasked with partnering with you know the Spokane County Regional Authorities to look over the damage, do assessments, and and look at you know various dollar amounts for cleanup, basically came back and said that none of the county dollar amounts, while you know they were significant for a countywide you know region, rose to the level that was required by FEMA at a state level to actually uh, declare a public emergency. And what is that threshold in dollars? Uh, I believe they said it was around 13, 13 and a half million, if I remember correctly. What that means is without a FEMA public uh, declaration of, you know, an emergency, it cuts off entire avenues of funding from the federal government that would exist otherwise. And apparently, even though Spokane and Whitman County both rose to above the dollar amount required for their local regional uh, disasters to be declared, it did not rise to the level that the state uh, as a whole could be declared, you know, disaster by FEMA and hence open up a bunch of public dollars. Now, I understand there's uh, basically two types of assistance. We're talking about public assistance and individual assistance. Can you differentiate between those? Yeah. So public assistance is for uh, things like you'd expect public rights of way, uh, basically anything you see in a you know, looking down a public right away on a county road, you're going to see, you know, the road itself, telephone poles, uh, maybe termination boxes for uh, internet or fiber cables or cable. Um, all of that would be covered under, you know, public right away or public cleanup. You know, individual assistance is along the lines of if you are a property owner and you have an uninsured home or you have, you know, for instance, a lot of people have tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of trees on their property that aren't insured. And that would fall under, you know, individual assistance, the things that are personal property, not on public land. So in terms of the individual individual property or individual assistance, I should say, I understand there's some challenges there in terms of the number of homes that are uninsured versus homes that are, are insured. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, FEMA is, is it's like the emergency backstop of uh, disaster relief. It only covers things that don't already meet coverage in other areas. So if people do have private insurance for their crops, their trees, their structures, uh, anything like that, all of those private avenues must be first exhausted and then they must fall into an uninsured pool. And once they're in that uninsured pool, there needs to be a certain number of other people that are in that pool. And that also has to rise to a certain dollar amount. I'm not exactly sure what that dollar amount is, but I remember that Mr. McLean, who is the you know state uh, regional emergency um, oversight guy, essentially said that currently, if Spokane County were to apply for individual relief through FEMA, the thresholds wouldn't be met as they only have 40 houses in their uninsured pool. And he said that to guarantee an application, they would need closer to 170 to 200 homes that were either uh, a complete loss and completely uninsured. 
I see he basically summed it up by saying that chances are, quote, probably slim, end quote. Yeah, and it it it's unfortunate because a lot of uh, damage was done this fire season, and it's when a disaster like this strikes, it's kind of a you know you spend the money and you look for where you're getting the money from later. And uh, as of current, really, there's only one pool of money they're pulling from, and that's state funds. Uh, the the local and regional authorities didn't really have a, a backstop for a, you know, a disaster of this magnitude. I believe, you know, it was over 20, 25,000 acres burned and, you know, several deaths and hundreds of homes. At least a little bit of good news. I understand FEMA has approved a 30 day extension for filing. Yeah. So uh, while the, it looks like the public assistance portion of the FEMA funds aren't going to happen, the individual assistance portion might, uh, they're still at a data gathering point where, they're looking into how many of the homes that they've collected data on are actually uninsured because, you know, at this point they have a pretty good idea of the homes and the structures that have been destroyed, but they don't, what they don't know is what avenues those private citizens have for insurance or for replacing them that can be exhausted before they can be put into this pool of individual assistance that FEMA may help out with. All right. So I, I think uh, according to your story, local authorities, they now have until October 21st to make their case for a disaster declaration for individual assistance. Yeah. A little bit of good news amongst the, I guess, comparatively bad news. Yeah. And, and you know, there also the, the governor's proclamation uh, late in August opened up a $1.25 million fund to help deal with cleanup efforts. But that fund, again, is, you know, pretty narrow in scope of uh, what it can be used for. I believe it was only four things and it was all around cleanup and remediation of damages to make sure that, you know, for instance, uh, things like asbestos aren't washing into public waterways from, you know, burned down structures. All right. Well, thanks for keeping us updated on this. I imagine there'll be some more stories on this. Uh, thanks for taking the time, even though I know you're not feeling tip top today. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. For Timothy Schumann, this is Brett Davis. Please subscribe and thanks for listening. <laughs>